listening to the Hope Unlimited Church podcast. We are so honored to connect with you, and we pray that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. I want to preach today on the topic, the faith of a mother, the faith of a mother. There are so many different things that we could, that I could preach, there's so many different passages of scriptures that I could preach from on this Mother's Day, but I feel like I say this on every major holiday, so I'm just going to say it again. This is not going to be your traditional Mother's Day message, okay? I hope to bring something out of scripture, maybe that you've never seen before around a verse that you've probably quoted a lot, but didn't really understand what was happening. We're going to be in the book of 2 Timothy. That's Paul's second letter to his son, Timothy. And I want to give you a little bit of context this morning before we get into the scripture. And I'm going to read this first scripture so that you understand what is exactly happening so you can understand why Paul said what he said when he said it. How many of you know that it's very important not to just read the Bible? It's important to read the Bible in the right way. And I think a lot of times, especially in evangelical circles, we read verses so out of context that we don't get the weight of the meaning. And so I want to start this morning, 2 Timothy 4, Paul's writing to his spiritual son, Timothy. He's in prison. He's been abandoned. The letter that he's writing to Timothy, he's writing this letter as he's dying. 2 Timothy was actually penned in the same year that Paul died. He wrote this in the same year that he died. Some believe that he penned 2 Timothy and then like immediately after was dead. And so I'm going to read this for you for context this morning. And I want you just to hang in here with me. Paul writing from prison. Only Luke is with me. Pick up Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for service. But Titus I have sent to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak or the coat which I left at Taurus with Carpus. And my books, and especially my parchments, my paper. Bring my books, bring my paper, and bring me a coat. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. That's just bad. That's just bad. Paul's just bad. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. The Lord's going to reward him 
for doing me much harm. He writes to Timothy, Be on guard against him yourself, for he vigorously opposed our teaching. At my first defense, no one supported me, and all deserted me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the proclamation might fully be accomplished and that all Gentiles might hear and I was rescued out of the mouth of a lion. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I want you to just picture this, that you're getting the end of the story before you're getting the beginning. And now I want you to just feel like that you've watched the beginning of a movie that's going to be the ending of a movie. Okay? You ever seen that before? They show the ending first, and then everything leads up to that. I'll read this to you. 1 Timothy chapter 1. I just read you 1 Timothy chapter 4, which were literally the last words that Paul wrote to his son. And he knows that he's dying. And he knows that it's not going to be good. And so Paul starts this letter like this. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God according to the promise of life in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father, Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank you. I thank you, God, who I serve with a clear conscience, the way my forefathers did. As I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day, longing to see you even as I recall your tears so that I might be filled with joy. I want you to lean into this verse. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, listen to this, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it's in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Lord, I thank you for your word. God, I pray that you would reveal to us what a mother's faith looks like today. In Jesus' name, amen. Jake, you're good. Everybody give it up for Jake one time. Let me give it up for Jake. So Paul, writing this letter, beautiful, right? I love that it's written to a young pastor in a big city, and he is writing both letters. He writes 1 Timothy and he writes 2 Timothy to get Timothy sorted out before he dies and to get him equipped for ministry before he passes away. And I love that Paul doesn't go into what he meant some of the times when he was writing in Galatians or Romans or Ephesians. Even though it would have been very helpful, I think that Paul knew exactly what he was doing when he was writing this 
at the time that he was writing it. Paul is dying, literally is about to die. They're about to come get him, and they're about to decapitate him. And before he goes out, he's like, I have a spiritual son that I need to, I need to tell a few things. And if I was writing this letter, I, there's no way that I would have started it the way that Paul did. Paul was in such a situation, he got to the end of the letter, and he starts talking about personal matters. He has nothing to do with theology at the end of 2 Timothy. He says, when you come, make every effort. He even gets to the end of this, he says, make every effort to even make it here before it turns winter outside. And when you come, bring me my coat, because it's cold. Bring me my books and bring me my paper. He doesn't even talk to him about anything that he needs to start preaching. He doesn't start anything that he needs to teach about. He doesn't say any of that. He makes this all personal because Paul was dying when he was pinning this letter to his son Timothy. And when he starts this out, I think it's very it, I think you should note this that number 1 we can all agree on this that Paul wasn't just some Joe writing theology. Right? The brightest theologian maybe other than who he submitted to ever. And he gets the end of his life and he doesn't tell Timothy anything about what he said. But he says, in my dying days, I need to tell my son Timothy a few things. And the first thing that he comes out of the gate and he says is, you need to be reminded of the faith that dwelt within your grandmother and your mother. Are you with me this morning? Paul is dying and he could have told him anything that he wanted to tell him. He said, the first thing that you need to know, Timothy, if you're going to make it doing this, is you need to remember the faith that was in your grandmother and your mother because that kind of faith does some things for you. That kind of faith does a few things for you. I think a lot of times when we read this, we only think... That Timothy, that Paul is writing this letter to Timothy, and he's a pastor, and he's writing him, he's telling him how to pastor a church. But I believe that it's more than that. I believe that he is telling him how to pastor a church, but I believe more than that, he's telling him how to live his life. Because the role of spiritual fathers, I'm about to mess with some of you, is not to raise you up in the ministry, it's to teach you how to do life and live right and live your life correctly. It's not to put you on a stage to flaunt your gift. A real spiritual father will actually take the mic out of your hand. Right? He'll actually say, you don't need this because you're not mature enough to handle it. And so Paul is telling this dude how to live his life, this young pastor. And I think it would do us some good to see that this isn't a book totally about ministry. Or how Timothy should do ministry. This is a book of how Timothy should live life. If you want to accomplish everything that God has told you to accomplish, you need to remember the faith of your grandmother and your mother. 
How many of you know that moms have that special kind of faith? They have that, they have that, they have that faith that's just like, that'll raise a kid from the dead. Okay. I'm just like, Beckham's all right, he'll be fine. Mom's rushing over, he's all right, you know, checking on him. But Paul is writing to Timothy, you need to remember your grandmother's faith, and you need to remember your mother's faith. And then he says this, because I am sure that that same faith dwells within you. And we quote... We quote 2 Timothy 1.7 all the time. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. But we never connect it to Timothy's grandmother and mother's faith. And that's the entire context of which this is being written in. This is not a cute verse to get you through when you're having anxiety. That's not the, that's not the context of this verse. There are other verses for that. But that's not the context for this verse. The context for this verse is you had a grandmother who loved Jesus. And you had a mom who loved Jesus. And that same love for Jesus, that dwells in you now. So, if you want to do everything that I've called you to do, you need to stir yourself up in remembrance of that faith because that faith doesn't let you walk in a spirit of fear. But of power, love, and a sound mind. And so this morning, I just want to talk about the faith of a mother and what it does for you. Some of you may not have a great relationship with your earthly mom. You need a spiritual mother. There are, there are people who attend this church. There are people who, there are people who, would, who would love to be a mother figure or a father figure for you here because we get how necessary that is. We get how necessary that is. Some of you may have close relationship with your real mother. That's awesome. But I just want to tell you what Paul said that Timothy's grandmother and mother's faith did for Timothy and was going to do for Timothy as he went into life. Number one, it was going to break fear off of his life. It wasn't going to allow him to walk in a spirit of fear. I cannot express this or say this enough. And maybe even I can't even say this kindly. Our world is gripped by fear. 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 And we don't have anybody willing to do anything about it. Nobody. Not a single person wanting to do anything about it. Timothy was gripped by fear as a young pastor. I can relate. I for sure can relate. Say this, don't say that. Preach this, don't preach that. But he, 
What he was trying to say is, what Paul was teaching him is, is if you're going to do everything that God has called you to do, you need to remember the faith that dwelt within your mother and your grandmother. Because that will break this fear that you are gripped with off of your life and you can do everything that God has called you to do. Recently, um, I had a couple situations come up that, how many of you know that pastors have situations come up? Okay, so. A little situation. Little situation, as Jocko would say. Um, had some situations come up. The first call that I make is to a spiritual father and mother. The first call. Not the second call. Not the third call. Because I knew there is something on them that will give me permission to lead in the way that I know to lead. And drowned out all of these voices of fear going around me. That's what the faith of a mother is supposed to do. I'm, so part of this message is me honoring my wife in the, in the way that she parents Beckham. Beckham is never more fearless than when he is around Anna. Never more fearless. Because there's something that she possesses that says, go for it. Go for it. You can do it. Now I'm just like, if he gets on that and falls off that, he's going to get hurt. <laughs> and Anna's just like, go for it. <laughs> Her encouragement breaks fear off of his life, even when he's a year and a few months old. The faith of a real mother will break fear off of your life and push you into everything that God has called you to do. That's why we need mothers. That's why we need spiritual mothers. This is also in the middle of the series questions that you're asking, and one of the questions was, why do we need spiritual mothers and fathers? I'm answering the question, just so you all know. Because you, need to, you, you don't need to walk in fear. Our world's gripped by fear. Gripped. Gripped. Filtering. Y'all have to pray for me up here, okay? Moms tend to see the best in their children. And that breaks fear off of them. They tend to see the best in their children. Beckham, since he has been home with me, yesterday he had on these little slidey socks and he likes to play with a basketball. And so I was dribbling the basketball around and he comes to grab it and I hit him with a one-two. <laughs> and Beckham slipped and fell and hit his head. And he's just like, ah! And I was like, what I would do to have that on video for when he gets older, just like, hey, if you mess with dad, I will take your ankles, boy. Take you outside, and I will take your ankles from you. But when he's around Anna, it seems like nothing like that ever happens. He runs, punches me in the face. Give me my basketball. Because he can't get in as much trouble. Because a real mother's faith breaks fear off of your life. That's what Paul was telling Timothy. 
you do not walk in a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. The second thing that a mother's faith does is it, it makes you love other people. A mother's faith reminds us that we are loved so that we can love others. It always reminds us that we're loved. That's what a mother's faith does. I love that Paul says this. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And then the Bible also says this. Perfect love cast out all fear. Perfect love cast out all fear. I believe that the love that was in Timothy's grandmother and the love that was in Timothy's mother that Paul told Timothy to remind himself about was a love that allowed him to keep going and doing what God had asked him to do. Because if you try to do anything absent of love, you will miserably fail. You'll get burnt out. If you try to do it absent of love, you'll burn yourself out. Not only if you try to do it absent of love, will you burn yourself out. But when you try to do something outside of love, all of your insecurities will be shown to everyone. Because love gives you security. And it provides security for you. So when Paul was telling Timothy, God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Recall the faith of your, th- this faith that dwelt within your mother and your grandmother. What he was saying is, is that love will give you security in your identity to do whatever God's asked you to do. A mother's faith let, pushes you to walk in love because you know that you're loved by somebody. I think a lot of the problem with what we are fa- the problems, not the problem, the problems that we face in the world is that we have hearts absent of love for one another. We want you to hear our opinion. We don't want you to walk away saying, I felt so loved. And I'm all, also I'm talking about, I'm talking about this. I'm talking about the kind of love that tells you to stop doing certain things because it's going to kill you. I'm talking about, we don't even preach about this in church anymore because we have become everything that we have to say in church now has to be so watered down so that you can receive it. And I've just made up in my mind I'm done doing that. You need someone that loves you enough to tell you that you're wrong. Sometimes you need your mom to look at you and say, you need to stop. My grandma used to tell me that all the time. If you've been around me at all, I have told you about some of the disciplinary actions that I received from my grandmother when I was a young child. My favorite one ever, I'll have to tell you, in honor of her. She, she, my grandmother, I don't remember a time ever in her life that she missed church. Ever. One time. She always wanted me to go to church with her 
I didn't want to go because they didn't have a basketball court at her church. <laughs> I'm being honest. I wasn't saved. I didn't know what the Bible was. I remember one time, I remember one time, my grandmother used to do hair. And she used to do, yeah, she used to do hair, hairdresser. She had a shop right beside her house. So she just walks out to the shop and all of her clients come. Now we lived in a town. Okay, if you've ever heard of Gatman, Mississippi in here, raise your hand. You, Cam knows where Gatman is. Cam has to go through Gatman. Cam, explain to them that I could hit a golf ball through Gatman with a good driver. This town ain't big at all. It is only highway. Once you turn off the highway, you are in another community. And they have all different types of names. My grandmother done everybody's hair around there. She was the community hairdresser. It's like 15 bucks to get your hair done. Y'all remember them days? Yeah. So she had this little fridge in the back. And she kept Diet Sprite in there. And I just so happened to be a huge fan of WWE at the time. And my grandmother had this awesome magnolia tree in the front yard that I almost chopped down one time and I almost got beat for. Uh, and almost did not, I wouldn't be standing here today if not for my grandpa because she would have killed me. I snuck into her beauty shop in the back. She had Ritz crackers on top of the refrigerator, and then she had Diet Sprite. So I grabbed two Diet Sprites, and I was like, I wonder what it feels like to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I wonder what it feels like. So you know me, seven years old. That's right, Ty. That's right. I saw you in the back back there. I thought I didn't see you. Seven years old, I climb myself up this magnolia tree, and I shake up both of those cans. And I open them with both, and I bash them together. 20 or 30 women sitting in her, her, her shop here, and I'm just like this outside. Diet Sprite going all over me. She stops cutting a woman's hair in the middle of cutting a woman's hair. In the middle of a scissor slice. She walks out there, get out of that tree. And she's like, and while you're up there, get a limb and bring it down with you. And she said, you don't do this in front of people. I was like, stone cold, does it? <laughs> that did not add. That was not in my favor at all. But my grandmother, I, I credit a lot of where I am today to my grandmother. Because she would tell me no. When I would do stuff that I should not do because she loved me. You need that type of love. Yes isn't always the answer. I have a child now. I'm telling you, that don't work. They lied to you on Instagram. That don't work. You tell Beckham yes, you're not going to have a house in a couple weeks. Because he's almost to the point where he can reach up and turn the knobs on the stove. 
We have a gas stove. You need a mother that will tell you no because she loves you. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. How many of you can say today that because you had a mother figure or a grandmother at some point tell you no, that you can look back now and say, they told me that because they loved me. They loved me. They told me that because they loved me. You need that type of mother. You need that type of grandmother. I don't have to worry about that with Anna. She has these these gumptuous no's. It's like, no. That's how she says it. And it gets Beckham's attention. And then he feels, I think, do babies have short-term memory loss? Because I think Beckham does. Because it's just like, no. And then you go do the exact thing. And then it's a heavier no. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Last thing this morning. What better could a mother's faith give you than stability? A sound mind. In the culture that we live in, if you're not stable, my gosh. If you're, there's opinions going everywhere, every which way about every different thing. If you're not stable, if you're not secure in who you are, it ain't going to be good for you. We live in a very similar, it's not a similar culture, but there's similar issues. When Paul was writing to Timothy, there were all different kinds of directions that Timothy could be pulled. And he was not simply writing to him about ministry. He was writing to him about life. And he says, your grandmother and your mother's faith, it dwells within you. You need to remember that faith because that will make you stable. That will make you stable. Jake, you can come on up. The greatest gift, the greatest gift that you could have in this culture is fear being broken off of your life in those ways. The power of God. That literally translates right here in this text. There's these cool, there's these cool apps now that you can get. I, they've probably been out for a long time. I've just been completely unaware of them because I am old in spirit. But you can get these apps now where you just click on a word on a Bible app and it gives you exactly what it means in the Greek. And I'm like, where was this? Because I still got my strongest concordance over here. They have those on the apps. I'm like, God is good. My study time decreased like three hours this week because it's just like, boom, there's the word. But that, the word, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power literally means the power of God that breaks yoke off of your life. It means dunamis. It means there is like, it means something has to happen from that. God has not given you a spirit, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. The love word there literally means, it means the love of God. The love of God that I was aware of, you need to make yourself aware of. 
The love of God that your grandmother and your mother knew about, you need that love. You need to know that love. And the sound mind that God gave them, you need to walk in that if you're going to make it. And I want to tell you today, some of you may be in a place where you are not close with your mom and you don't have a relationship with your mom and that's, that's, that's okay. But there are mothers that you can surround yourself with in this place, in this church, that can remind you of some of these things. Maybe you have theological disagreements with your mom. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Maybe they have something you need. And maybe your life is so chaotic because you don't remember their faith. Maybe you keep dishonoring them. And maybe you can't get something from that you dishonor all the time. So maybe you think mom is not as smart as you. Or grandma isn't as smart as you. You need to shut up and honor them. Because they have something that you need. Whether you think they do or not. You don't have to agree on everything. You don't have to be in perfect alignment about every issue. You don't have to listen to them about how to raise your kids. But when it comes to serving God, if you have a godly mother that loves Jesus, Paul is very clear to Timothy. First thing that he says, remember your grandmother and your mother's faith. Because that's going to take you wherever you need to go in life. It's going to teach you how to pastor this church. It's going to teach you, that's going to teach you how to run that business. It's going to teach you how to do that job. Because you're not going to do it with fear. You're going to do it full of love. And you're going to do it with some stability. And this morning, I pray that if you are a mom in the room, and you don't think that you've given your kids that, it's not too late for that. It's not too late for that. It's not too late for you to lean into those things. It's not too late for that. If you're worried about how to raise your children, you need to do exactly what Paul told Timothy. You need to, you need to remind yourself of previous mother's faith. And you need to glean to that. And you need to hold on to that. And you need to remember that. That's how you honor all your moms. If you've got a mom, a stepmom, if you were adopted, all of, all of your mothers, all of the mothers in your life, they have something that you can grab hold to. And I tell you, grab on to that today. And if you're a mom, you don't feel like that you've given anything. Just look to other mothers and be reminded of those things so that you can grab hold of them to give them away to other people. You can stand to your feet this morning.
Hope Unlimited, can we honor all the mothers in the house today? Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit hopeunlimited.church give. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Unlimited Church.